This is the Not Real Estate Podcast. Welcome to the Not Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, David Miller. Thank you for joining us. And joining me today is celebrity real estate agent, Troy Williams, uh, with Real Estate Professionals. Yes. Troy, thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it, David. I don't know if you know this, Troy, but when when I started my company, uh, Train Title, um, you were the first person I told that I was that was making that leap to start a company. I didn't know that was the first person. The first person I told. Right. Not even your wife. Not even my wife. No, I, I think I told her. No, she was like, start a company. No, I'm just um, No, but the first person I, I told. And so, uh, you know, it's been, we've, I guess, worked together for about a decade now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is which is really, really That's exciting. Awesome. So, so thank you for letting me confide yeah, in you. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Which is, which is, which is really good. You could be number one in something. You're number, you're number one in my book. Um so obviously you're a real estate agent. I know you do many other things. Um, I know that your background, and, I'm, and I want to hear about it, is more in computers, though. Yes. So how did you get into the computer world, and, and what's that look like for you? Uh, well, when I was a kid, I wanted to be uh, I wanted to do video games. Mm, makes so, sense. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't as, I guess, uh, direct of path. So I ended up going to University of Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, you went to Maryland too, I right? did, right? We're, yeah, we're so Maryland, fellow yes. alumni. Yep, exactly right. And uh, went to get a computer science degree, mm-hmm. uh, came out and worked in the software field for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, didn't end up doing video games. And so, uh, you know, I, I wasn't pursuing my passion, right. but I did enjoy it. So uh, at some point, I just, I probably saw like one of those real estate buy real estate and become a millionaire in right. six months things. Right. And, and it's easy. Yeah, it's, it's super easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's super, right. For anybody listening. <laughs> right, right. Listening or watching, just do what we do. Yeah, no. just do that. No, it's it, it's it, going to make you millions instantly. We know it's a, we know it's a battle. We know it's a battle. Yeah. Um, no, but that's great. And so computers led you to, listen, we all shift careers. I didn't go to law school thinking I was going to be entitled because that's kind of, I mean, listen, I love my job, don't get me wrong, but it's not exciting. This right. is not like uh, watching... Um, you know, a movie with Richard, whatever that Richard Gere movie where he's like this lawyer. And, right. You know, for, was it Primal Fear? Primal Fear. Right. Back in the 90s. Um, I don't do that every day. Right. Um, when I realized that being in a law firm was boring, mm-hmm. no offense to lawyers out there, um, I, I decided to pursue something a little different. So yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, nobody grows, nobody as a kid says, well, I want to own a title company. Or, well, I, your kids might. They might. No, I think they said they don't want they, to. They don't. <laughs> they, they told me what they're not going to do. Right. And I, I might have agreed well, with them. Well, at least though. you defined that. One of the, I have three, so one of the three has to follow me. I'm right. going to try and make they force take one. over the business. But if the last one, my, my son, he's going to, I'm sorry, buddy. You know, right. like the girls right. turn me down, you know. <laughs> um, and, and to your father of two children. Three. Three, three, three children. Three yes. children. Yes. What are, what are the ages? Uh, 12, 12 uh, 13, soon to be 14, mm. and, and three. That's amazing. Yes. That's amazing. And yes. so that, I'm sure, keeps you busy. Very busy. <laughs> I noticed this and maybe and let me know but once you became a father and mm-hmm. you know for you it's been 12 13 years whatever mm-hmm. did it change the way you approach work uh, it definitely did because uh, it, in many ways mm-hmm. um, I would say the biggest way is obviously you're gonna work more you want to work more mm-hmm. um, it made me value every every minute mm-hmm. every second because mm-hmm. I'm like okay I gotta go to a, a, a flute recital or I gotta go to a dance recital or something like that. And so you just kind of, you learn to, to do your time management in mm-hmm. a, a totally different way than mm-hmm. when you didn't have those obligations. Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, the light bulb went on once I became a father of yeah. providing. For me, it was, yes. failure was not an option. And I said to my, to my wife, listen, if title company or title word fails, what am I going to do next? Is, right. it, is it, am I making pizzas? Am I, you know, am I, am I, you know, am I scraping sidewalks? Like, because, you know, once you become a dad, you, you, you know, you have this obligation, and I'm sure you agree that failure, again, cannot happen. Yes, failure can't happen, but it's... 
but it's not. For, it, I don't feel pressure from it. Mm. I just feel like it's a natural on a mission progression. Yeah, on a mission. You know what I mean? On a mission. And I feel like yeah, on a mission. Yeah. And and these are my. I'm the sergeant, and these are my troops. Yes. You know? Yes. So, and your mission is to create feeling. more good. Providing citizens, men and women, boys and girls, you know? Exactly. And, and it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. What do you like most about mm-hmm. being a real estate agent? Uh, I think what I like the most is just that flexibility. Mm-hmm. In, fact, in fact, that ties into um, the, the father thing. Mm-hmm. Because if, if there's a recital, if somebody gets sick, mm-hmm. I don't have to call in right. and say, oh, I can't make it today. Right. Or how much leave do I have? Right. You know, I like to be able to, to, to just come and go as I need to right. and set my own schedule. Right. I think that's what a lot of people don't understand, though. While you do have the flexibility, you mm-hmm. still need to be disciplined. Like, I know yes. you as a disciplined person. And so to have the regimen to say, okay, I have to do this with my children. But if I want to make some money or have clients, right. you still have to have... You've got to pick up later in the day. Correct. Well, I, I, you have the reputation, even with our mutual clients, that if you email David at 10.30 at night... <laughs> You're going to get a response at 10.31. So I have have an email problem. I'm sure a lot of people listening and watching probably agree that, you know, email on your phone on people I don't have an Apple Watch thankfully but but people like you know I this obligation that I feel like I have to answer people and complete the mission before I go to bed right and so <laughs> I think I drive myself crazy even if it's midnight right? and, and this and in and our industry is one you know in the real estate world where it's not nine to five and it's not, certainly not it's right. not seven it's not even five days a week I mean it's really seven days a week at this point it really is but I think that's the thing that that distinguishes you is that um, those little attention to detail things people remember you you know, agents remember you, mm-hmm. mortgage people remember mm-hmm. you, uh, all of even clients. Because mm-hmm. title company is not the sexy part. When we do no. the seminars, right. we always know that people aren't going into, oh, I, I can't wait to see what title company I'm going to choose. <laughs> right. right. Now but you're making me feel bad about myself. <laughs> <laughs> but right. once they have that experience with you, right. they come back to you right. for everything, you know, and they know that you're responsive and detail oriented. And that's what allows your business to Thank grow. Thank you. Right? I, pr- I yeah, appreciate absolutely. it. And, I, and, and certainly, you know, all of what we do, what you do with your clients, what I try and do is build relationships. Yes. And the way you do that is to shine and make your clients and, and coworkers shine. Um, you know, it's a team effort between the lender, mm-hmm. between the real estate agent, certainly, and title company, less exciting, but still there. And just to make sure that people complete the mission of, of buying a house. Exactly. Um, do you have any, you know, I meet a lot of realtors and they always say, I would, if I could write a book, I would... I would put that in my chapter book. Do you have any stories you can tell us that, that happened to you in your real estate career that you'll always remember? Uh, I've gone into houses where there was like a huge dog that they said wasn't <laughs> going to be in. <laughs> oh, he's in a cage. No, he, he's free roaming in the basement. And, uh, and the thing about big dogs is that uh, big dogs don't bark. Mm-hmm. They wait until you get right there in their presence. <laughs> And then they, then they just come after you. And I grew up with a, a huge dog. I had a Great Dane oh, wow. when, I was, when I was a kid that yeah. was 200 pounds. They're enormous, right? But that was probably the most memorable thing that we went in this basement. And I'm like, well, the client's like, well, are there dogs there? And I'm like, because uh, she had a fear of dogs, as a mm-hmm. matter of fact. No, they're, they're dogs, but they're put away. And we go down there, and this thing just comes charging. <laughs> We're running up the steps. Did so. she make it out from the house? Again? Yeah, we made it out. <laughs> so, I think the dog was actually friendly and just coming to like, right. entertain us or whatever. But yeah, that was not a good look. So. That's, so, that's so funny. <laughs> so many of my funny stories, obviously, I'm not going house to house like you are looking for houses yeah. with clients. Um, but you know, at the closing table, I always remember I had a closing. It was a commercial sale where a church was selling property. And the way the, the, the bylaws, the resolution for the church said that they all had to sign. All the elders of the church had to sign. Oh. So we had 25 90-year-olds at a table, <laughs> literally. Right. And I had to go one by one. And, you know, obviously, God bless them. I mean, you know. Right. But I had to whisper in their ear everything they were signing <laughs> each time. So I went around, and it took four hours of 
Mr. Smith, here is, you know, and, oh, I, went, my was, goodness. and I always remember because like it was, and they were nice people, but it was so funny. Like yeah. say the same thing, you know, 25 times right. each time. Oh my goodness. And so I always remember that well, one. Well, at least they weren't eavesdropping on each other. No, definitely know? not. That'll be good. But you know, and we're not, hopefully I lived in 95 and they're as good as these yeah, people, you but, have the opportunity but I'll to... still need the help too. Yeah. You know? That's, that's so funny. That's so funny. Um, what do you see happening? You know, obviously we're doing this in 2022. Mm-hmm. What do you see happening? Real estate trends and we're in Maryland and we're in the Baltimore area. What do you see happening? I guess, um, so recently, um, I think uh, I haven't sent you the contract yet, but mm-hmm. we one, one of our clients that fell through, mm-hmm. they got closing help. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what, what's closing help? Right. What's seller paid closing? That doesn't happen, right? right? So we had one and they got closing help and then we got a, a subsequent one and then they got closing help on that one mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, I think that's showing the transition in the market. I think this seller's market. It's just it's been overheated. Mm-hmm. So I think that we're going to start seeing, you know, buyers a little bit more balanced in the market, which I think is good for everyone. So inventory is still low from yes. all accounts. But but you're saying perhaps with interest rates going up, maybe less buyers looking at this moment. It, exactly. Less buyers looking. And just I think there's a, a I think buyers have a breaking point. Right. Any market, the right. buyers and sellers right. are always in, a, in opposition. Right. right. And I think it, I think it's just kind of reached a point where these buyers are like, look, this is what I need. And if I can't get that, I'll just continue to rent. Right. You right. You're not going to hold me hostage anymore exactly it's been exactly. i mean sellers have had, listen sellers should pat themselves on the back had, had a good a, run good run yes like, <laughs> oh man a couple of years of just like dominating right? i've been one of those sellers right so you know right right exactly no i understand right it, it's a good feeling uh that's really funny yeah i um you know I, I hope that we find balance obviously we're coming out of covid world um mm-hmm. i don't know what that means maybe we're always in covid world i'm you not a doctor I have, yeah. no, I have no knowledge i i watch everything I can I read everything and they all tell me the different things so right right it's always something different something different exactly right exactly right what do you see you know as your business has transitioned over the last I've Mm -hmm. known you for about a decade how are buyers different now than they were a decade Mm -hmm. ago is there something you could point uh well I think buyers are are the same I think sellers are sellers are more where you know they become more aggressive based on the market Mm -hmm. Um, I think buyers are just looking for somebody to just really, and and we work with a lot of first time home buyers sure. because you know we we just take that hands on detailed approach, which is a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. and I think uh, uh, one thing that that is different though than when than when I started two thousand three, and I think you were. Uh, when did you get started? About then, yeah. About, about the same yeah, time. Came out of law school then. Uh, the amount of information online mm-hmm. is massive. Mm-hmm. So you go in needing to provide a different type of value mm-hmm. than just oh here are mm-hmm. the other sales in the neighborhood. Like buyers will now say oh well I know all the sales in the neighborhood one two three Main Street sold for five hundred thousand right. right. so I know this house can't be worth more than that. Um, so now it's an interpretation of that information because it's so readily available on the on the public you know portals. Also, what's changed, I think, is is you know all of these property brothers, HGTV, right. uh, you know, flipping Vegas, yeah. you know, which I like actually. You know, all those are different. Where people think that it's going to happen as a script, right? And and you know, transactions are not scripted. They are not. People people get divorced in the middle of a process. People die sadly in the middle of a process. Yes. People don't qualify for a loan in the middle. All those types of and things. And they look at more than three houses, too, before Correct. they pick one. Like, <laughs> like the here, here are three. Pick the best right, one. Right, pick no, the best like one. 15 online. Uh, th- then this would be a dream job. Right, exactly. Right. It was that easy. Like, oh, you pick the third one. <laughs> pick work. the third one. I like, like Hawaii one. life. You ever watch Caribbean life? Like, where they, those are I amazing shows. I have seen I've seen the Hawaii. The Hawaii yeah. life is a good one. Same, yeah. same idea. Same yeah. idea. Um, they're all good stuff, and I hope that we can you know, mm-hmm. continue to transform with, with what's going on. Yes. And actually, we will be back after a moment and word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Terrain Title and Escrow Company. Terrain Title and Escrow Company is a full-service title company handling all transactions from residential to complex commercial. Please reach us at 
www.terraintitle.com. This episode of the Not Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by Troy Williams with the Real Estate Professionals, serving all your real estate needs in the Baltimore metropolitan area for the last 18 years. Uh, you can reach me for residential, commercial, land, sales, anything real estate. I know something about it. So please reach out to me at 410-916-0704. Or you can reach me on my website, which is www.soldbytroy.com. I think that, you know, back to talking about homebuyers, but I think that what people like yourself and myself do best is we educate, we explain, and we take care of people that are buying, whether it's first-time homebuyers or not. What do you think about this? all these online things of, you know, whether getting commission credit back, Mm -hmm. credits back, or other online, I'm not going to name sites, but just sites that help. Yeah. Don't, in your opinion... Isn't that missing something that what we really have to do as trained professionals? Yeah, I, I think it, it is. It absolutely is. And, and it's um it's sort of the dumbing down of in the commoditization of our businesses. Mm-hmm. I think when, when people go through that experience, mm-hmm. they realize the amount of uh, detail and the amount of expertise that's really needed. Mm-hmm. But when they just say, oh, I can list my house for 1%. Right. What's not going to draw you in? Everybody wants to save money or make money, right? Of course. Um, and so that commoditization, I think it, it, it's helpful for whoever is doing that marketing. But then, you know, as an industry, it's going to tend to drag us down because it's going to be a, a disincentive for, for being in the industry. Right. If buyers and sellers could get together and just make it work, mm-hmm. agents wouldn't exist. Title companies wouldn't. They would never lie about, oh, this thing was deeded to someone else, but I'm going to sell it to you. Or I took out a mortgage and at it, mm-hmm. you know, they'll realize that they need it. But I think everything is cyclical, right? And right now we're just in a phase where it's commoditized and eventually it's going to come to a point where you really need that expertise. You can't just rely on what's online. I see more and more titles that I review being more complicated because right now we're cleaning up the mess of larger national companies that don't have a local presence. Mm-hmm. I think it applies to realtors as well that yes. it's we're not a national type business. We are localized in the sense that yes. I wouldn't want to do what I do in the state of Washington because I have no clue what happens there. Right. Just like online title lenders should not be working in Maryland because right. they don't know our area. Exactly. There's also no responsibility. They'll exit the market and not be there to help clean up the mess or help. It, yes. And I think that's the key. You know, if you go get, and I'm not that I'm big into this, but let's say custom clothes. You go to a department store and you buy a jacket, one size fits all. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be fitting to your size. But if you go to someone that really can tailor a shirt right. and he takes pride in his work or she or shoes, or, it's a totally different experience. And that's yeah. kind of what I feel like you bring as, as in your service. Yeah, I try to. Um, it's definitely, and I think the education piece is, is part of it. Mm-hmm. So we like to start off just educating people. Mm-hmm. Like once people realize what they actually don't know and they can't Google, or if they do Google it, they're going to get like a thousand different answers from right. different agents. Then they start realizing that it's not just that the information is out there. And this is probably what's going to start to uh, hone it back in towards the detail. Mm -hmm. They realize they need someone to sift through that information, interpret it for them, Mm -hmm. and really, you know, create a strategy around what their goal Mm -hmm. is. I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping that the trend 2022 and beyond, it's it's a boutique blend of being a real estate agent, Mm -hmm. being a title company, so that we really can give great service. And we weed out the people that are not there to help the consumer. Yes. And and I think uh, what's going to happen is that eventually marketing will turn to that. Mm-hmm. Like, are you tired of this generic, mm-hmm. you know, representation? Uh-huh. Or, or are you having a difficult time figuring out what to do? Then 
call us as the experts, right? You know, because right. uh, it's just like with lawyers and trial case, you can get the cheapest person, right? But <laughs> you may still go to jail, right? Right. right. So <laughs> get what you pay. Point, get what you, you realize. For. Yeah, you get, get what, what you pay, pay for. for in some ways. Yeah. Right. So no. we have to create that value and then um, communicate that. And then we let people make their decision. No, it's know? good. It's good to know. And, and um, it's, it's refreshing to hear you say that because this is something that I share in my opinion that I want us as, as, as a society to get away from the canned version, the, the dumbed down version of just online representation. Yes. For anything. For anything. Yeah. You know, in that sense. Yeah. So off related, off topic, because this is the not real estate podcast. We're right. really not. Why we're are we talking we're, about real estate. I, I have again. no clue. I apologize to everyone listening, but it's kind of all I talk about. So, you know, <laughs> um, that's the joke, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, but do you have any other outside interests besides mm-hmm. real estate? Anything you're into? Well, outside of uh, obviously, you know, as being a father, yeah. you're interested in all the things that your kids are, mm-hmm. are doing and trying to what help type, them. Yeah, what types of things? Uh, so uh, my youngest daughter is in gymnastics. She loves that. And, you know, I'm going to the gymnastics gym and I'm seeing kids that are like 15, like doing stuff like Olympic level right. twirls and all kinds of stuff. So I've enjoyed that. Uh, I have a daughter in flute and just watching her progression, mm-hmm. you know, just hearing her play in the house is like a relaxing right. experience. And then my son plays the piano. So just just kind of seeing those things develop mm-hmm. is very important to me. It's very enriching. Um I've gotten it. I'm an, I'm an investor. I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Right. So no, myself as well. I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I know. I'm with you. And so uh, I think I was telling you, I started doing some cryptocurrency, working on some NFT stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so I enjoy that sort of as a hobby. Nice. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much it. Every that's, now and then I sneak a chess game in with a buddy. Right. No, yeah. it's good. That's good. You can do that because I know you're an intellectual. You know, I, I knew that about you that you were. Yeah, you my know. brain is. Oh, I got to turn it off. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's good. That's good. No, it's. um. It's nice to have things outside of work. It's difficult sometimes to shut it off, as you know. Yes. For me, um, I can't think of many things I'm into right now. <laughs> uh, I try and catch up on uh, stupid shows at times. You know, I you know try to avoid the no- news sometimes. Oh right? yeah. But yeah. I'm into what well, my kids are into. Um, my my daughter's a musician as well. She yeah. plays piano and sings, and so that's really been fun awesome. to, to track what she does. Yeah, and exactly. Listen to the progression, as you say, and right. now you know throw out a song and say, "Can you play me this one?" And she might begrudgingly do it, but right. she'll do it. Right? <laughs> right? Hates my taste in music, but <laughs> but uh, what can you do? Um, been on any trips or vacations, or been kind of laying low over the uh, last year? Or so? Well, ha- yeah, I went to Vegas. That's uh, fun. Yeah, it's my uh, it's one of my favorite cities. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing place, man. It's uh, <laughs> any time of year you go, there's always entertainment. And then I'm a big poker player. Really? I probably should throw that in there. No, right? I didn't know that. So, are yeah. you do you practice at home, or are you just going with friends and buddies? Or yeah, just... yeah. Sometimes I play with uh, some friends online. Uh-huh. Other times uh, I try to make it out to the casino. But Vegas, my goal is always to to earn whatever the amount of the trip cost was. Uh-huh. That's a good goal at the poker room. That's a good Once goal. Once I do that, then I know I paid. That's, for that's it, a good know? goal. I. I my you know at a young age I I remember thinking casino wa- going to a, like a Atlantic City back in the day with my mm-hmm. I think grandparents and walking around the casino and hearing the ding 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 and all, yeah it made me want to go to <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's a it's lot exciting. of fun it's a it's fun like trip a, especially yeah. Vegas where you know there's shows there's food there's walking around it's a great time and also in the dead of winter here it's nice to get away from you know freezing cold the the Chris Angel show in, uh-huh. it, I saw that the last it's time. amazing oh my god I the heard guy levitates. I mean, in ways your brain can't figure right. out. How did he? Right. He'll like go between a, the rungs of a ladder, 
like horizontally. It's insane. And walk down it horizontally. It's crazy. It's just so. tiny strings. Yeah. I mean, what's the secret? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Right? Yeah, I'm just so kidding. Check I, that out next yeah, time. Check, right. Ex- I remember back in the day, David. Co- remember David Copperfield? David was a big Copperfield. Yeah, he, he, was he, the big, he was the big one. He, he's I saw. Still out there. I saw him in Vegas. Yeah. I saw him in Vegas, and you know, it was older, but good for him. Still getting it done. Yeah. You know, awesome. Just, yeah. Making things disappear. He's probably got a huge. Con- it's like a twenty-year deal. Oh yeah, they're like David. Yeah, no choice. <laughs> He's you're right. It's tough when they sign those deals. Like they're locked, locked in. Not that they're hurting for money, right, but, right, right. but still, yeah, it's a fun. It's a fun time out there. Um, you know, it's interesting here in Maryland. Obviously, making um, you know gambling legal in casino. You know, it's, I know. It's changing. We thought it people. would never come. Right, and the question yeah. is, is it going to change people's desire to go on trips to places like Vegas or Reno or whatever? I, I think Vegas offers so much more than that. Mm-hmm. I think if it's a local, there are other local casinos. Right. you're going to go to whatever's closest. Right, right. If you just want to pull the, the, right. the, the right. arm band, right, or, or hit the button. No, <laughs> hit the button. No, I, the I, what's yeah. funny is when I was younger, I was like, oh, there's a casino in Maryland. I'll go, I haven't been. Like, I don't care. Right. But Vegas is a vacation. You know, it's a vacation. Yeah, it's a whole experience. a dream destination. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Have you seen over the last? And again, we're we're in 2022. But have you seen? Um, the attitudes of your friends and family and clients change mm-hmm. COVID-related? Like, do you think people are feeling a little more free at this I point? I feel like it is a little bit more free now. Uh-huh. Um, I started off with the with the mask, with the things on the, oh. the filters on the side. And, I mean, I was, like, Lysoling right? latex every gloves. grape. It has to get wiped down, right. you know? Right, right. Um, but I think since the vaccine, you know, most people, I think Maryland is like 95%. Yeah, it's really high. People have had at least one shot. It's amazing. So that's, that's kind of comforting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, not to get any t- any type of political no, stuff. No, not at all. But I just think that as we have a responsibility to, to everybody around us. Mm-hmm. And so when I did that, when I got the vaccine and the booster, I'm like, I don't want my grandmother to get sick. Right, of course. I, you know, of course. I'd rather take on that burden. I'm, I got a better shot. Yeah, of course. So, no, of course. And, you know, the last couple of years I had time to reflect because we had more time, I guess, in isolation. I certainly yeah. did more hikes in nature than I ever did in yeah. my first whatever years. But um, but yeah, I, the key was protecting, especially older people and and you and know, your kids and, and our kids, yeah, right? For exactly. them, exactly. So I want to make sure everyone's healthy, and I'm hoping, you know, economically we are out of what we were in, and yeah. we can feel good about I, I it. I feel, you know, how you just have this intuitive you feel, feel, you feel of it, now? and I feel like it's, I feel like we're really coming out. Good. Of it. I'm excited cool. for 2022. I'm excited yeah. that you got to join us today. Yes, thank you and for having me. A lot this of fun. Awesome. I mean, you know, I get to talk about work a lot, but yes. it's fun to talk about other things as well. Yes, absolutely. Always and a pleasure. Dude. No problem. Thank yeah. you very much, and thank you all for joining us on the Not Real Estate Podcast. We will see you next time.